The statistics are absolutely staggering and nobody talks about them. Well over 600,000 men, women, and children are exploited into human trafficking every single year. This is going to be a super, super tough discussion that we're going to have today and we're going to we're going to tackle it. Please 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 share this out with your people now get them on board. Our youngest our youngest children are being sold into prostitution, labor, begging, criminality, domestic servitude, marriage and even organ harvesting. It's sickening. With the top five cities in the U.S. being San Diego, Houston, New York, Las Vegas, and yes, Columbus, Ohio. The only way to transcend and connect the reach with them is through love. Today, we're going to be talking about this massive, massive impact that nobody knows about. The victims, the vulnerability, the veracity, the voice, the truth, and the love that permeates and spreads through all humans' existence, that's what we're going to talk about today. Because without this, our guest today believes full-heartedly that we as a human race will become extinct. Today's going to be a tough conversation, people. We all need to hear it. Wherever you're watching from, thank you so much. We very much appreciate you. If by chance there's a link above you in the feed, go ahead and click that. Come on over to our platform here. We'll be able to see you and see your comments here. And again, please share this with your people, your tribe, your family, your people you love. We are live on the Aaron Strayer Show where we are all about promoting, cultivating, and expanding amazing female entrepreneurs that are out in the world doing amazing things. This lady today is in the trenches and this is a hot topic and a huge pain point that we're going to be talking about today. The cool thing, we have some options and some workarounds to this very challenge that we face every single day. I'm your host, Aaron Strayer and recovering corporates and entrepreneurs hire me to get them business beyond the basics because most of them are indecisive. They're held hostage by their own fear and have settled for average. So I help them keep on track by setting attainable goals, plugging gaping holes in their business and personal lives and taking their dreams to reality. Bottom line, I provide peak performance scaling strategies for growth minded entrepreneurs. This lady is on a trajectory up. I cannot wait for you to meet her. If you want to reach out to me, I'm at AaronStrayer.com. This show is not about me. This show is about our guest. Having obtained both bachelor's degrees in nursing and physical and biological anthropology and an MBA in healthcare administration, Esther Flores has traveled the world serving homeless camps, rehabilitating trafficked women, and providing free medical service. She has chosen a life in the trenches versus a life in a clean, sterile environment to operate her vision and her commitment to the world called One Divine Line to Health and two safe houses. These facilities in Columbus, Ohio, function solely by the support of the survivors of human support for the survivors of human trafficking, domestic violence, and addiction. She's a trailblazer. She's a pioneer. She is a warrior for those who need truth and a voice and fully believing that the currency of love can and will be the ripple effect that reaches all the people and heals the world. She is beyond passionate. She is beyond brilliant. And I cannot wait for you to meet 
Esther Flores. Hello, friend. Love, love, oh, sending love hello, from Columbus. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here. I am so um, really excited to talk about this topic today, and I'm excited that you are the person that's going to be bringing this forward today because you, with your your incredible passion and your love and your desire to mm -hmm. to change the world and make a difference one at a time. Yes. It's huge. It's huge. It's, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. So you've chosen to step out and be in the trenches. What exactly does that mean when you say that? First of all, I want to thank you, Erin, for convincing me to come online and talk to you about this um, hot topic. And the fact that, um, you passed my test yesterday. Um, it, it's really important for, for you to understand that you have given me an opportunity to explain what the trenches are. Mm -hmm. I understand that it's important to have legislative folks to um, advocate for the people that I represent. However, the same folks don't want to admit, especially in Columbus, that there is a problem. Are you aware that in these 30 minutes that we are chatting, there will be 60 people entering the dark world of human trafficking. It means children, means women, it means men, not only here in the United States, but internationally. Trenches mean having direct access, having the presence of someone who is breaking, someone who is hurting. And when I mean break, I'm talking about breaking from the inside to the outside, including breaking of their skin. And you, you and I know that the biggest or the largest organ in our body is our skin. And the sad thing about what I'm dealing with here is, is that the reason why people are involved in this dark world it's because they have been coerced, not one person, okay? Not one child, not one young lady, not one transgender person chose to be on the streets of Sullivan Avenue. Sullivan Avenue has become the hub, the epicenter of human trafficking and opiate addiction. And we've seen a migration. I was looking at the numbers and I'm getting overwhelmed because the numbers that we had last year were underreported. Mm -hmm. When it comes to human trafficking in the trenches, we have direct access. So I can't fabricate the numbers like some of the folks that get the millions. And I'm and I ask you if I can be honest, okay, who mm -hmm. play with the numbers because their numbers don't even come close to what we do. You know why? Because the trenches mean entering the trap houses trap houses are where they gather sometimes we're talking about abandoned buildings okay like houses or garages mm -hmm. um trenches also mean you interact with the dope dealer okay the dope dealer understands that their product is a person and i am so frustrated to understand that here in america the body of a woman is a commodity it's just not a typical commodity it's a hot hot commodity that can be transferred into financial currency being in the trenches also means okay going into the hospitals going to the 
places where they are mistreated. You know, being in the trenches is, is the fact that I have to be under seclusion right now because the people that I attract are considered prostitutes when they're, I don't call them prostitutes. I call them destitute folks who lack love. You and I know that there's only two types of people, right? One who have love and one who lacks love, mm-hmm. okay? Two. And the fact of the matter is, is, is that being in the trenches, who do I have access to? Those who lack love. And what do I want to do or what am I committed to do is to be love in action. Does that give you an understanding of what being in the trenches is? <laughs> yeah. And you know, um I I I'm so I'm so moved by you. I'm so inspired by you. I'm I um I This is such a difficult conversation for me because I have children. Yes. I am a woman. And men are not excluded from this either. Right. Our young boys are not excluded from this. And the anxiety that comes to me as a parent, Mm -hmm. because I didn't know, I didn't Mm -hmm. know until I started researching to have you on the show, the numbers are just, I want to vomit. I Mm -hmm. absolutely want to vomit because we choose not to know. We choose not to pay attention. We choose to think that it doesn't and isn't going to affect us. But the reality of it is I'm a straight shot north of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm a straight shot on one highway. You don't even have to turn off of it. Yep. North of you. And And I have goosebumps all over me. I'm it's going, this is going to be a tough conversation for me because it is so close to my chest and I care so Mm -hmm. deeply about what I've learned in a very, very short period of time. And, um, I want to talk about the anxiety that comes up with that. I want to like, I want to talk about that for a second. And this, this, the anxiety that not only us as it doesn't affect us kind of people. Sure. Versus, and in addition to the people that it actually does affect, like yes. you are there, you are feeling it, you are with them, you're walking into those homes, you're walking on the streets and pulling them into your love van, right? Like you mm-hmm. are, the love bug. your love bug. Yeah, they called it. They named it. They called it. I didn't. Because you, you work solely on um, what you call a love currency yep. and that money of love, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, I just want to talk about that anxiety piece for a second and what that looks like from your side, because sure. I'm totally feeling it on my side and I'm not, I'm not in it. I'm not in the trenches. It's, um, you know, anxiety, we know, and we're going to keep it simple. It's, um, it's fear. And unfortunately, the traffickers, what do they do? They, they use fear, they, through coercion, to manipulate the mindset of that person Mm -hmm. and the most vulnerable like you said are the children so i think it's very important that every woman every just every parent okay understands that they need to educate their kids you know about this that there are mean-spirited people they are perps there from the white house to your local government 
All right. We had a we had a situation here, you know, um, just a few days, a few days ago, a meteorologist was caught with pornography on his computer. OK, pornography is a gateway. You know, children are being coerced into showing their bodies. OK, so then what happens is the fear starts developing because they know that mom and daddy you know, tells them you need to be open, you know, you need to be, um, if, if anything happens, come to me. But what happens is that stranger on the other line starts winning their trust and starts acting out with these kids. And these kids are so vulnerable. Then they start exchanging phones, all right, toys, things of the nature, mailing things to their homes. And next thing you know, they come in contact and betray the trust of their parents. Okay, so you see the anxiety. So yeah. the kid is actually developing an anxiety. Do I listen to mom, dad, to my teacher, to my brother or my sister, or this person who could be acting like a teenager, you know, or acting like someone in his or her age, and next thing you know, it's a grown adult. And what happens is the child is in fear, now the child is coerced, and now they enter the dark world of human trafficking. Yeah. And the it fear for the parents, like it happens in the blink of, of, of an eye. And the sad, and, it, and it's hurting me because um, how do I deal with anxiety? I try not to live in anxiety because I'm constantly in the dark, you know, and a lot of the stuff that we do, it's not eight to five, you know, of course I do a lot of, you know, networking and all that. This is dark, okay? So I have been, you know, like, I meet people, you know, and thank God that the drug dealers and even the pimps, they respect me because they're commodity. I'm feeding them, I'm clothing them, you know, they're, I'm keeping them alive. It's less money for them to, 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 to spend. But the problem that we're having is, is that this anxiety is festering that even our own officials are so afraid that they don't want a person like myself Okay, to receive the grant funding, because I know what we need. It's called love currency. We know that love currency and financial currency, if they come together, we can do so much. This is why this organization, when I say it's grassroots movement, it's 100 percent. That's what it is. We are 100 percent, 100 percent, 100 percent funded by the community. We are 100 percent solution driven. All right. And most importantly, is that we are 100 percent love. And that is the reason why these folks are coming out of the woodwork. They see the love. They see the love bug and they come out. They ask, hey, can you help me? We take them into recovery. We feed them. We clothe them. And the saddest thing right now that I'm seeing, and this is why you have to understand that human trafficking, they're self-medicating because they have so much anxiety and so much fear. So they're relying now on injectables, you know, sure. the heroin, the fentanyl, you know, they're snorting things. They're, it's polypharmacopoeia. They're doing, they're using so many, many drugs to, to do what? To self-medicate the emotional pain that's internalized and now it has wrapped around their physical body. So this is where love comes and we don't judge. We accept them for who they are. Like how many times, you know, I, I wanted to just tell a girl, are you are you out of your mind? Do you understand what you're doing? I can't. I have to just follow and trust the process that I'm in because I do know that when we have that drop in center, oh, something is going to happen. That 
the epicenter, which is the hilltop, okay, it will change. It will become the left epicenter. This is how your husband got involved in the picture. And I love your husband. I haven't met him yet. I'll meet him tonight. Yeah. <laughs> he advocated for us. And you know, he says, you know, he says, maybe my wife should learn about this. Well, VIP 24K, they're part of this, this organization that decided to adopt us to help us. That's what love does. So it's not that they're only going to learn about human trafficking tonight. They are the solution. And this is why, Erin, you are being a part of the remedy to annihilate these two epidemics that are tied to each other. OK, I know that you got pill poppers, you know, in suburbs and they don't see themselves as, oh, I'm not really a drug user because I have a medical um, you know, I have a prescription for, 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 you know, for the drug. Doesn't matter if you're taking it over and over and over again, there is a problem because it's supposed to be something that's temporary. There's no difference between the person on Sullivan Avenue and the person on Grove City who is pit, who is taking the pills or injecting the opiates. Yeah, it's so true. And, um, I, I want to talk for a solid little bit here about your drop-in center. Mm -hmm. Your drop-in center um, is a huge need that you have. Yes. And you were you had a love donation of an actual home, yes. but the home that's going to be this drop-in center currently needs a lot of work. Yes, it does. <laughs> to, become, um. <laughs> to, be, to be transformed from a home into almost a treatment center, for you, right? Like your kitchen needs revamped. You got some other things that need to be taken care of inside the home. Yes. Like let's talk about that for a second and what the, what the drop-in center looks like and is for, for these, okay. for these people. Well, currently um, we're, I'm running a house, you know, from a special friend who actually is a volunteer. She also runs a sober house. You know, I run safe houses. I have two safe houses. Um, and like you said, we work with um, victims who are who they're survivors. They're not, no longer victims. They're survivors of human trafficking, domestic violence, and they're in active recovery. Everybody that has entered the house um, has been affected by drugs, okay, especially opiates. So um, I got kicked out of a church. This is a reality, okay? So they, you know, I'm a little radical. I I draw people, you know, and and the reason why I wear my bandana, so you understand, it's not because I want people to think that I'm. You know, because I do have gray hair now, especially in the last four years that I've been operating. <laughs> I know you hide it. I have the bandana to cover it, you know, um, is that it's part of the brain that's affected is motor sensory. So if you was to enter the drop in center right now, um, it's a house because the people that I work with. All right. They are in fear of institutional settings. And this is why they don't want to hear, you know, um, solutions like this because they want to bring all the monies. And I'm being honest with you to those big institutions mm -hmm. when mind you, the folks don't know what a home is. A home sure. for them is a trap house. Okay. Sure. They have people that are gathered there. So house is basically a real house and we provide the resources to them. However, right now we have a small bathroom and the small bathroom were limited because they can't take a shower. So the goal of the drop in center and research has shown us that it is very effective because it's what is called a harm reduction model because it's located right there where the victims are at. This is why the addiction problem that we have, it's so great. This is why 
the human trafficking issue is so great because they always tell the victims, you need to go to the facility. Who has the salaries? Who have the cars? Okay. Who needs the focus groups? Who needs the peer the, the peer support groups? You know, who needs the physicians? They do, you know. It's such a difficult situation for me because I cannot wear my scrubs. I've done more wound care in the last two and a half years that I've been operating full time, you know, as you know, the founder of this organization, working with them than when I was in a hospital. I mean, isn't that kind of weird for you to think about that? But they don't want to go to the hospital because when they go to the hospital, you know what they do? They see an abscess. Sometimes they just want to work on the abscess without local anesthetic. That is the reason why we need the financial currency to renovate the place so that they can have a place to shower. They can cook. You know, they can have the counseling and they can be um, taken to the recovery because they need people who they trust. They're not going to accept, you know, um, help from a random person. People like myself, like April, Di, and Marguerite, you know, and the people that are coming on board, they're the ones that they trust. So it's a trust well, factor. Well, and and I'm sure that that group of people that you just mentioned are yes. the people that they have their first interaction with out on the streets, right? Yep. Those are your people that are in the trenches with you yes. that are going out and they are they are searching and providing safety for these these girls and women and children mm -hmm. and um, men too, to, mm -hmm. to, to come back to your facility, to get their wounds taken care of, to get a hot meal, to get a, yes. a clean clothes, to take a yep. shower for goodness sake. Right. Mm -hmm. Like some of these people, it's been weeks since they've had a, a shower. Absolutely. Or even rest, like even at the drop-in yes. center, it's illegal for them to sleep. But the fact is like right now we have comfortable couches, they can rest, they can sleep, you know, for a few hours and we need to be operating full time, you know, and it's after hours. Um, and I, I think that people need to understand that drop-in centers do work. Um, it works in, um, it works abroad and it is just mind boggling for me that I've advocated for a drop-in center, you know, for three years, you know, Erin, and our officials here, they just ignore because again, they want to keep it hush and they don't want to provide, you know, the, 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 the funding because they know that the facts are, I have access to a lot more folks so that you understand the statistics um, is the fact that the national hotline of human trafficking reported that there was only 219. You hear that? cases of human trafficking in the state of Ohio. That includes labor um, trafficking, that includes commercial, you know, that also um, in, um, includes the prostitution out on the streets. That is crazy. I mean, it is insane. Mind you, you know how many women we had access to just the women alone? 1,250 women, you know, last year, 12 transgender, and let me give you a heads up right now, it is September and we're getting close to it. We're not even in December. So I'm sure that what's happening right now is there's a cry for help. And that's why I said everybody that I come in contact, including the kids that are being affected because we have orphan kids, you know, due to this crisis. And I know of kids that come to the drop-in center because their mothers trust us because they know we're not going to take the kids away from them. We're going to love them. We're going to feed them is the fact that, they're telling me, set me free, Esther. Set me free, Erin. Whoever is listening to you, not, 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 it, it hurts me because I don't want to get emotional here, you know? And I've become more of an emotional person since I've been doing this, is the fact that 
not one wants to be out there. You know, they are literally in their distress signal. They're saying to me, set me free and we can set them free. Use your love currency, use your financial currency, support the trench workers, the radicals, the people like us. I do not care. I do not care if I lose my life because I know that my blood is red and it represents love. And if I die, I'm gonna die with a fight, crying out for love, crying out for the protection of these precious souls that need help. And we have it. We have it deep within our hearts. It's called love. If you are a parent, you have love. Even if, you, if, you, if you're dating someone, you have love. Even if you're not dating, you have love because you know what? It took love to create you. So it's time for you to express it by supporting grassroots movements like ours. It's so true. It's like, I don't even want to interrupt you. <laughs> there's so many, there's so many amazing um, things that you've, you've dropped in the last 10, 15 minutes here. And um, one thing that I really want to, to stress on is that this is a massive, massive labor of love for you. You are a nonprofit. I went and dug these statistics out that the donations that you do receive, mm -hmm. 70 to 75% of that goes yeah. right back into these people that are coming into your home. The rest of it goes yep. to pay for your taxes and your like, the, the little bit of overhead that you have. You you function 100% on yep. donations. Yep, that is absolutely. percent Mm -hmm. And the, the amount of people, 1,250 people yes. that you served on donations alone. So what, kind of, what kind of things are, does the, the drop-in center need? What are they looking for as far as donational things? Like, are, are you looking for, cause I know you, you do a lot of, of, of small wound repair and mm -hmm. um, those kind of medical things because you're a nurse, you can do those things and take care of the people. And um, do you, do you accept, you know, boxes of band-aids and, you know, oh, yes. triple <laughs> antibiotic cream and, um, you know, those kind of medical, over-the-counter medical supplies, you know, ACE bandages yes. and, and yes. those kind of things. Absolutely. What, what else is your biggest supply need like right now? Toilet paper, toiletries, shampoo, those kind of things, or is it more of a clothing? Okay, the tangible, actually everything that you said, and, and the you got to understand, I don't have the space. This is why we need the... Um, the house renovated because part of the deal is, is that we're going to use, and I've been doing that already. Our even our two safe houses, we store supplies, you know. But for the drop-in center specifically, what we're gonna do, what we're gonna need is, and it'll help me even a lot more, is to get the ACE wraps, um, to go ahead and get the band-aids, the different types of band-aid, non-latex, gloves. You know, I'm using a lot of gloves. I do have gloves right now, but the amount of treatment that we do, and remember I'm a registered nurse, so I'm only doing first aid. I don't do any debridement or anything like that. Um, but it's just first aid. Um, I try to teach them clean skill, you know, the, the clean techniques, but how can I teach them clean techniques when they don't have access to water? So that's why operating, okay? And I know that you come from medical background and you come from an OR experience and I do too, is the fact that we need accessibility to water. And that's why we need the contamination room, which is gonna be slash the bathroom, 
um, because we need to make sure that they take a shower, you know, and that they understand, you know what, these wounds, MRSA infected, Erin, and you know what MRSA infected wounds are. It's a public health hazard. Our officials don't care about it. And I'm having access to it. Of course, I do the universal precaution and the nurses that volunteer. But those are the basic things that we need. The toiletries, you know, everything has to be, you know, um, toiletries that are travel size, you know, the conditioner, you know, the toothbrush and all of that, you know. um, But most importantly, what I need is right now, and I have to be honest, is the money for the renovation of the kitchen and the bathroom. Um, And um, and everything else will fall into place because right now we probably have about two months worth of goods, but the clothes to very petite from double zero to size six. Um, those are the sizes that we're working with, you know, and we, we collect seasonal stuff because we don't have the, um, the space, you know, once we have the drop-in center, it'll be awesome to have, you know, storage. Sure. Sure. So I just want to recap that, um, any kind of over-the-counter medical supplies, gloves, triple antibiotic, latex-free band-aids, ACE wraps, those kind of things. Gloves gloves. Um, but the big, the big, the big need is mm-hmm. really, you know, the, the monetary to get that. There's been a link that's been dropped in the, in the comment section, people yes. for you to go to, you can comment on that. That does go directly to this, um, VIP 24 class that's located in Columbus that has adopted, um, Esther and her her uh, One Divine Line to Health organization to adopt them as their their um, charity that they are raising money for. That link goes right to there. All of those monies will go right to Esther. That team of students has has dedicated to volunteering over three thousand awesome. hours to you to you and your facility and um, have committed to raising mm-hmm. over a hundred and. $14,000 for you. I don't know wow. if you know that or not. I don't, was that, was, was I not supposed to say that? But that is, it, that is, that is, that is, that is, that is their commitment to you. And um, yes, my husband is one of the students in that class, but beside that um, it's such a near and dear topic to me and one that doesn't get talked about enough and mm-hmm. that we, we, feel like it doesn't affect us. We feel that at any given point that, you know, it's not going to be our children. It's not going to be us. It's not going to be my niece or my nephew. It's not going to be the little kid next door that's waiting for the bus stop, right? Like, we just don't feel like we're going to get affected. And we are so wrong in thinking that. Yes. We are so mm-hmm. wrong in thinking that. And um, to take it to the next step, and I really want to honor your time um, and our people's time, um, I I honor you so much for your commitment to, to this project. What you've taken under is like this massive, massive, like wholehearted step out and do the work step into the trenches. The passion comes through with every word that you speak. I, um, I have a hugest amount of respect for you. And, um, however, myself, my show, my business, our family can help and support. Mm -hmm. You got a lifeline right here with us. So I very, very, very much appreciate and respect 
um, what you have chosen to do. Um, we've had quite a few people on right now. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. We're, we're crying also with you, Jennifer, because I've been holding back over here. It's Aww. tough. Um, um, it's uh, a lot of people have been watching with us live. If you're watching the replay, please let us know that you're watching the replay. Let us know how we can together work towards this goal for Esther. And Esther, um, I want to just really, um, you want to close the show out? Close <laughs> <laughs> the show out. Close um, the show out, girl. Okay. Take us home. All right. Um, Martin Luther King, he's one of my icons. And um, I love one of his quotes. It's really impacted my life because I do work in darkness. And he said, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. You also said, evil cannot drive out evil. Only love can do that. It is not ironic that the model of our organization is love heals the sick and love heals the world. I'm not talking about the universe. I'm talking about your world. I'm talking about my world. I'm talking about Aaron's world. I'm talking about MJ's world. I'm talking about Angel's world. I love those girls. I love Gabe. He lost his parents to this. He's just nine years old. Everything that we do is based on love. And what I can tell you is, without a shadow of a doubt, that if you trust and believe in love, the caregiver or the recipient, as well as the giver, both worlds are transformed. Don't judge people for how they look. Don't judge them because of their gender. Don't judge people because they had a difficult upbringing like me. Because you know what? The real world changers are the ones who have been destitute, who have been traumatized. That's where true resilience is and it is only love that can impact their world. And I'm so glad that VIP 24K took the initiative, took the initiative to adopt us because we're different. But what's more important that we're coming together to change a lot of people's world here and abroad because we also work through the abroad. So love truly heals the sick and love heals the world. Evan, I love you. Stop crying. <laughs> 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 I, know. I, know. I, I almost made it. I almost made it. <laughs> thank you again. I almost made it. Everybody, thank you so much. This is the amazing Esther Flores. She is the founder and visionary behind One Divine Line to Health. It is an amazing organization the, uh, that is in need of your, in need of your um, money donations. The link is in the feed. It will be everywhere posted for you to go and donate and help her get that drop-in center up and running so that she can serve at a bigger, better, more efficient manner to her community of Columbus, Ohio. Esther, I adore you. I adore you. Everybody, thank you, thank you so much for watching with us today. We'll be right back here soon.